And welcome back to The Card is Going to Change. My name is Ronald Two Legs. I'm here with the owner of AIW Absolute Intense Wrestling, Mr. John Thorne. How's it going, Thorne? Hello, I'm here. You know, we always talk about how we're getting back on schedule, and then all my fucking <laughs> goddamn co-host 1A and co-host uh, 1B are always so fucking busy. It's hard to lock you guys down. I need a... I'm, I'm going to need to find a, uh, you know, a, a co-host 1C, I, I think, at this point. You guys are always uh, got something going on. <laughs> you switch the day on me too often. I got to try to juggle a million things at once. Well, you guys tell me a day, and then I, I, I can make it a, a – I can accommodate that. But everyone is just so busy lately. It's hard to been – it's been hard to lock uh, you guys down. And then when you guys are available, I'm not available – uh, so it's just been it's been tough to try to get uh, get back on the back in the recording studio, get back on and dropping some tracks. I feel like we should go to we should go to Wednesday evening, drop it Thursday or Friday morning, or maybe save it for Friday. You know what I mean? Then drop it every Friday morning. Do it Wednesday night. Get a little, or we can do it know. Thursday. You know, you never know. Or Thursday evening. Yeah, I'm open Thursday as well. Yeah, and then you know Steve Guy. The problem is, is you know try to get Steve Guy involved, and then he's got some you know comedy endeavor on Wednesday or whatever fucking day. So I mean, you guys are just always comedy's so late nights, me. though. That <laughs> that's yeah, the problem. Comedy's at night. You know, there's not there's no day comedy gigs. Well, maybe he should start it. Maybe he could be an innovator. <laughs> Daytime comedy, lunch lunchtime comedy special. Like uh, skip out of your skip out of work for afternoon lunch, catch a little stand up set, get a little laugh, and then get back to work. So you don't yeah, want to lunch, kill somebody at your office job. Lunch and a laugh, dude. Somebody should. Somebody should. Lunch get on and, did we just? Did you just invent something for Steve Guy there? Holy crap! Lunch and a laugh. Let's get it going at the Winchester's. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, everyone's uh, been all every, right. Well, everyone's been kind of busy, you know, and um, uh, we've been busy, you know, continuing to. Uh, develop this multimedia empire behind closed doors uh so you know there's been a lot of uh things in motion and uh we just haven't had a chance to uh do a podcast but i am committed to getting this back on schedule (laughs) one way or another uh we have so many shows that we have to go we have to go back and review uh, we have to get back to uh, exclusive Patreon content. There's like uh, so many, uh, so many different things up on the whiteboard right now. So we did say that for Patreon content, we do kind of have a timeline on that. We kind of just need to wait till Hell on Earth um, because we plan to do some like you know while we got everyone there behind the you know behind the scenes instead of you know between doing their matches or whatever, we're going to bust out the pod equipment and and do some stuff. So that kind of has a timeline. We kind of got to wait till Hell on Earth. So. Yeah, and you but know that you know we'll get that done. Just an update, as you know, but nobody else knows. Uh, we did invest in brand new. You know, in-person recording equipment. Um, the old podcast equipment has been kind of commandeered by the uh, new AIW production uh, section of the business. Um, you know, they've been using that for audio mixing, um, so it's kind of off the table to record stuff uh, at shows because it's you know part of the setup, and then. Also, you you know, all that stuff is, um, you know, stays with the crew because now we're doing, you know, we're, we're recording other shows now. So um, it's hard to kind of get my hands on that stuff. So I just bought a whole new podcast setup, which uh, I just uh, got in the mail late last week. So, you know, I, I have everything kind of... Uh, you know, put together for that for hell on earth, uh, for us to to use it, and it has a lot more. It's like a updated version of what we had, and it has a lot more features. You know, we can um, bring in telephone calls and things like that on there now. So, you hear that, Joe? Telephone calls. <laughs> expensive. Uh, it was an expensive investment, but uh, we are committed to getting. All this stuff back on track now that, you know, the dust is kind of settling on, you know, all the transitions and and everything else that we've been going through over the last few months. Um, Now it's time to kind of uh, put put all these things 
to use, uh, so to speak. I know that, you know, uh, you have stated that, you know, you'll try to coordinate that on a show day as far as getting people together and, you know, getting, oh, yeah. getting some content, getting some exclusive Patreon content recorded. Um, and that's the thing is like, we're trying to just, it's really just been delegating, trying to figure out how to delegate all these different moving parts. I mean, put it like running a wrestling show was like hard enough. And now it's just like, uh, the stress has, uh, probably quadrupled as far as, uh, you know, what we have to do on a show day. And, um, it's a lot, it's a lot of moving parts. So, uh, you know, I've been trying to figure out how to delegate these different things and how to get it done. Uh, so it's been a work in progress, but I think finally we have kind of most of the pieces in place for it to happen. So, so that brings up a good point then if there, I mean, we kind of do it now already with this podcast, but if there's something you want to talk about or people you want me to ask questions to anything you want me to do behind the scenes for these Patreon stuff, put it in the, put it in the discord so I can, you know, have a place to a fishing well to say per se to kind of go to if you want you want something asked or you want me to you know ask something to somebody you know day of a show or something like that put it in there and then when we go to take care of that stuff i'll have somewhere to look for it yeah that yeah, way for uh, sure patreon stuff <clears throat> yeah maybe we'll make a little section in there you know patreon content ideas or something um in the discord not that i want anyone to do my job per se i just want to know if there are specific things you want that's where you want to ask them i guess yeah for sure you know like uh, so it's just been it's we've been really really busy you know trying to and um sort through all this stuff and now you know we're also uh running a full-on you know production company um you know not only producing live streams for aiw but you know this past weekend we produced the black label slamilton shows um and we have you know more uh more stuff like that on on the books uh, as we close out twenty twenty two and head into twenty twenty three. We have a lot more kind of different production gigs in place right now, and uh, it's it's busy, 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 busy time. I think uh, they did pretty well from what you heard too. Uh, the crew that went out there, yeah, did so a great job. You know, uh, Chase Oliver has kind of uh, become the uh, the EVP of uh, live production and broadcasts, and um, <laughs> you know he's put together a crew out of the AW school, and you know it's probably going to be a rotating cast as people want to learn, um, and that's kind of you know the other kind of underlying interesting thing is now you know people at the AW school are getting are learning different skills, uh, not just, you know, wrestling, you know, bumping and all that stuff. Now, you know, we're, as we're learning on the fly, they're also learning with us, you know, how to, how to do live production and, and live streaming and, you know, uh, videography and all that stuff. Uh, so that's kind of a little interesting, you know, a little twist as far as, you know, people signing up for our schools, you know, uh, a lot of them are, jumping at the opportunity to uh to learn new things and you know also contribute you know in different ways um you know uh, dustin alberti has uh jumped in and kind of uh you know leaned into like an executive producer role he he went on the he went on the road with them this weekend and you know it was kind of like chase's you know all hands on deck person and uh you mm -hmm. know I, observational banter our our, our favorite uh, up and up and comer observational banter caleb and uh, somebody yeah damn it you said his name somebody called him by his name and i was like stop it <laughs> yeah. observational banter is what we're calling him <laughs> and uh ethan you know they've been uh you know taking taking uh turns shooting shooting the shows and you know operating you know the different camera camera angles and things like that so um, you know, all in all, I think it, I think it went well, you know, obviously we don't have it down to a perfect science just yet. And you are kind of at the mercy of an internet connection, oh. but you know, as you know, Pat, <laughs> before oh. we started recording, you're, you're having trouble with your connection. But other than that, you know, oh. I think things are, uh, really exciting for, you know, the, the whole AIW crew and, you know, we've had other promotions, inquire about uh hiring us and you know it, it's uh it's being busy you know and, and chase oliver is probably uh gonna 
be doing this full time at somehow some way or or the other it seems just based on you know the aw volume of work and as well as the you know inquiries we're, we're getting for for other shows to be shot so uh lots of lots of exciting moves going on in the uh, aiw camp i just feel like that adds such a, a great incredibly like huge option like in multiple options to like come to a wrestling school and learn I mean, like that's like you said, it's just one thing to come and you learn how to bump and this and that. Okay, maybe if wrestling isn't for you, you could be a ref and there's like a couple things you can learn. Now you're opening up a whole wide array of jobs that could be done. And it's like, you know, somebody comes to the school and they're like, man, I really love wrestling. They take the, you know, they're in the ring for a week or so maybe. And they're just like, you know, I'm just, excuse me. They're like, I'm just not feeling it. I can't, this isn't for me. Maybe they're not the most athletic person. It's just the timing isn't down, but they're like, you know, I've, I've done video stuff or I've had an eye for that my whole life. Maybe I take a dip into that and they find something that they really enjoy. I mean, they're just, it's just opening up such a wide array of things you can do and still be a part of the wrestling world and enjoy it and help out and be creative and be there as well. You know, and I don't know. I just think it's this new step with the production stuff just adds so much more to it um, in such a good way. I think Yeah, for the school in general. Yeah. And like I said, you know, uh, there's, you know, there's this, you know, we have this, now we have this other podcasting, uh, set up now. And, you know, we also do it, you know, do this, these remote podcasts like we're doing right now. So, <clears throat> you know, th- there's a few different kind of avenues that, you know, I think we need to develop or, or look into, but I, I think, you know, heading into 2023, I think that there's kind of a lot of room for us to continue to grow. And the thing that's crazy is, you know, we've been, aiw has been around for so long and it's you know it never feels like uh it never feels like it's like okay like everything's fine like complacent you know what i mean like there's always kind of a new challenge or you know new endeavor on the horizon and uh everyone is you know super excited kind of to take on all of this you know i guess these new kind of tasks or you know what i mean these new hurdles uh everyone seems pretty pretty motivated about it so you know uh i i am happy that the schedule has slowed down a little bit right now you know what i mean so we can kind of get our bearings a little bit but um yeah you know we did all that and then you know we also uh last week we went and picked up a brand new uh low boy ring so the quality of the shows at the Winchester and, you know, if we have, you know, some other venues with lower ceilings are going to vastly improve in 2023 as well. So we have a brand new ring for that. Um, you know, we realize that the, you know, the ropes for whatever reason, not tightening, uh, was affecting the quality of the show. (laughs) And, uh, we decided that we were going to invest in, um, you know, take those steps to, you know, improve the quality and, and therefore continue to make those Winchester dates. And, you know, if we pick up any other dates uh, in similar venues, uh, not miss, you know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we recognized that it was a problem and we tried to, uh, fix it. And we made the trip last Friday down to Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, picked up the ring five and a half there five and a half back um plus it was plus it was an hour from my house well actually it was was an hour from my house to pedro's house then five and a half from his house to kentucky then five and a half from there back to his house and then an hour from his house to the storage unit so i mean it was probably like a 14 hour day i think last friday which was, it's a lot of time <laughs> spending a car. So that's pretty exciting, though. New low boy ring. Um, I know some of those shows at the Winchester were exciting with the ropes and uh, how that went, but now there's going to be no loosening of the ropes. It's going to be like a really structurally sound low boy, then, is what you're saying, huh? Yeah, so uh, I talked to the people at Monster Rings, and uh, they said that, the ring that we had bought before was not like it was considered like a backyard ring. It was like one of their like it was made 
with like cheaper steel or something like that. It wasn't really made for, you know, show quality shows. Uh, they didn't really make a pro grade low boy ring until uh, a few months ago once they realized that, you know, there was such a need for it. <coughs> so, you know, it's made with like structural grade steel. They said we should have absolutely no problems with this ring whatsoever. Um, and uh, yeah, so, you know, we're excited. We also uh, purchased a brand new steel cage while we were there. Uh, what? So we wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A fucking steel cage? Are you kidding me? Yeah, we. So we got a new low boy ring and we got a steel cage. I have no idea when we're gonna use it, but there is now a steel gauge in the uh, portfolio of Absolute Intense Wrestling as far as all of our uh, assets go. We we have a brand new nah, steel cage. Nah. Now you got my interest peaked because yet yeah, you know I've been annoying you about because you you own a steel cage it's just like locked in the basement of like Turner or something because you can't get it out it's too big to get out or something like that or we, so you've just like essentially left it or whatever yeah we had nowhere to put it we had a big steel cage and we just kind of <coughs> when we moved out of Turner's Hall we just had nowhere to put it because it was like gigantic you know like twenty foot pieces and there was just you know, uh, nowhere to put it and like it, it won't fit in a storage unit, you know, like, uh, it wouldn't fit in like somebody's garage, you know, we would have had to have left it outside and then, you know, we just left it there and now, I don't know, it's probably been scrapped or something because of the Turner's Hall wrestling, whatever went in there, they sold the building. So <clears throat> God only knows what happened to the uh, famed pink steel cage that was once in AIW's possession, but now we have a brand new steel cage, um, and yes. uh, I don't know when we're going to use it, but we figured if we were making the trip, we might as well, uh, you know, we might as well just, you know, load up on uh, our, our need to uh, travel to Lawrenceburg, Kentucky in Monster Rings headquarters. So we got a new low boy yeah. and a new steel cage last Friday. That's how I spent uh, my Friday last week. Now you're now I'm excited. Now you got me because uh, I've been annoying you about that pink cage forever, and you're like I don't even know where that thing is. Now we got a steel cage. Ah, uh, now that's that's pretty awesome. I'm excited for that. Yeah, no idea when we're going to use it, but uh, we do have it. Uh, shout out to uh, the crew that made the trip: Pedro, Artie Mac, myself, and uh, student Alex. Uh, it was uh, a lot of time in a car, and then uh, you know we loaded it up. And like, you know, 20 minutes later, we were back on the road heading back to Cleveland. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a long day, but long overdue. Uh, I don't think we had we I don't think we have a Winchester date on the books um, until February or March. But uh, there is a possibility we will return to the outpost in January. We're talking to them right now about, <coughs> you know, their indoor area which is very Winchester-esque. Right. So, you know, we could be putting this new ring to use as soon as January, uh, depending on how these talks go. To me, it was very Winchester-esque, but it was mo a little more room. It had a couple other, like, rooms that you could access that were not even really, like, rooms, you know you know what I mean? Like, there was just kind of different areas. So it kind of makes it feel a little bigger than the Winchester yeah. is. It's bigger, but um, I just don't know... Uh, like where you would do the show where those you know where the sight lines would be within those rooms mm -hmm. you know what i mean but it there is certainly <clears throat> a lot more room a lot of room for you know merch and and things like that so um you know uh, we're talking about something in january and you know if that comes together that would be the first kind of debut of this new new ring that we just purchased uh, otherwise, because uh, we were we were looking at a January date at the Winchester, and the date that we wanted was uh, not available. So we were going to take January off. And now uh, the outpost is trying to get us to try something out uh, because you know Kent will be back from from winter break and all that stuff. So you know, not too much going on out that way as far as entertainment. So they're trying to get us on the books to try something out there again. Uh, potentially in late January. So that would be the debut of the new low boy ring if that comes together. I think that place has a lot of potential. Lot of yeah, potential. for sure. I, I mean, I thought it was super cool. You know, obviously wasn't 
highly attended. You know, I think it fell victim to really uh, the just uh, summer schedule kind of, you know, boiling up and being too much for fans. But that the outdoor space I thought was like unreal. Like I thought that you could do it. It has potential to be like a way bigger Russell Rager if the people show up out there. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of potential, I, I think with that venue, but you know, we're obviously only going to go back there if people, people buy tickets. Right. So, uh, right. you know, to be determined, uh, as far as that potential goes, but yeah, I have a lot of uh, have a lot of stuff kind of cooking up for twenty twenty three. I think you know we already have like twenty something shows. I think on the books for next year, so it's going to be a busy twenty twenty three. It looks like. I mean, that place had a lot had a huge parking lot. The indoor or the outside, like the inside that fence area that was the outside area was all grass. I mean, you're talking. I love Russell Rager. I love. Now that's class. I love that place, but that blacktop man, this the hot cement, it gets hot as hell. Like it just beats down on you. You could you could be out in the at the outpost and can't you could have a freaking lawn chairs with like umbrellas. People could be camp could be uh, you know grilling out in the parking lot before Rager starts and stuff. I mean that place. Yeah, it's huge. Talk about potential. That place got a lot of potential. Yeah, they own like all that land. I guess the outpost does. It's like a couple acres, I think. You know, behind it. So, you know, there's a lot of potential for that, for that space. If we can get it, you know, get it going and get the right things, you know, lined up for the summertime. Cause I really like that outdoor area. You know what I mean? There was just a lot of, uh, like you said, a lot of room. It was, you know, grass. It wasn't on the blacktop. Um, you know, cool, just cool vibe at that place. Do you think this would be maybe shooting a little too high? But what about, I mean, because they had all that room in the back that was all grassed out. Have they ever done anything like an overnight, like where you could camp in the back and then we could run a night show, like start at 8 o'clock and finish at like 11 and have lights back there, you know, run a daytime show, have a break and then run a night show, maybe even like a tournament, a day and a night, you know, and then have people wouldn't have to drive home out of there. You could camp in tents in the back and just hang out all night, maybe even have a band at some point, like in between or something. I mean, that could be, that place has a lot of potential. I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? We'd have to talk to them. You are a EVP of uh, camping operations. So that's true. Maybe that would be, uh, <laughs> maybe that's a conversation for you. I know you're trying to, you're trying to find us, uh, get us in, in the camp, the campground uh, circuit some one way or another. So, <coughs> you know, who knows? It just seems like it would be a good time to have a night show. Then you don't have people don't have to drive home. You know, it's summertime camp out. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with Hang it. Hang out you know? with the wrestlers, rage. You know, I just don't know what the uh, you know what the legalities are of, of all that. You know what I mean? Or, or if they would have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? What there's probably a lot of red tape since it's just you know pretty much like a bar. I don't know what the what the camping on the property and, and all that stuff. Uh, I don't know how that, all that works, but, uh, they certainly have potential because they have, they have a ton of property in that, in that area. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I just think about with the camping, sometimes you get people who are like, Oh, I'd really like to attend an after party or kind of hang out. But I, they, they're driving from far. They don't want to drive home. It's too hard to Uber if you're, you know, going over an hour or so away with something like that. Hey, you're there. You ain't got to worry about it. You know, the wrestlers are hanging out. Everyone's partying. You don't got to worry about driving out of there, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of things on, on the horizon right now. I think there's, you know, a lot of exciting possibilities for for the aw crew um you know and we're really becoming very self-sufficient you know which is you know another interesting kind of wrinkle is you know if we get offered a date somewhere we can do it now you know what i mean we have all of the equipment Mm -hmm. like uh other than you know making sure our our crew is available you know what i mean or somebody within the crew is available to operate the equipment uh, we're pretty much, you know, open for business for everything now. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, Smart Rock Video is always very accommodating, but, you know, they only have so many people that they can send out. And if there's, you know, if there's no crews, there's no crews. And now, you know, none of that matters because we have all, all the our own stuff. So um, that's that's kind of a, another interesting thing for possibilities in 2023. 
you know, obviously I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to run as many shows as we did in a short amount of time. You know what I mean? Like that end of summer run was just really insane. Um, so I'm trying to avoid that, but you know, some of them were, were paid gigs and and things like that, that we couldn't pass up. So I don't know, you know, I don't know what we're going to do, but right now, as of now, I have the schedule pretty spaced out. Um, some things could, could pop up here and there, (coughs) but, um, you know, we have, uh, we've kind of a a lot of irons in the fire, you know, uh, as far as different things that we can do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I love and, it. you know, I think another kind of yeah, big test for the company was, you know, that Halloween show that we did at the Winchester, which is the last time we podcast, we kind of were, were hyping up a little bit. Um, that Calling was, all skeletons. That was, that was uh, you know, out of all the shows that we've done, I didn't think that one was going to get so much wrestling observer coverage. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I can honestly say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was covered again today. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Just uh, so, so silly. Um, but I think that that was a great test for our crew to kind of um, try different things out and get outside of their comfort zone. And I think people, I think people liked it. I don't, I mean, what would you say? Oh, yeah. I think people liked it for sure. I think some people liked it a little too much. <laughs> um, I, I also just think that the crew needed that, the silliness of it, and just that kind of get out of the get out of the box of AIW for a minute, but still get to wrestle and still be in front of those fans, and still kind of be almost at a you know your home crowd advantage. But you kind of got they all got to do something new and kind of stretch their stretch their legs a little bit and try something else different. And I just yeah, I think everyone loved it. Um, you just you just got to go to the show and just oh this guy versus that guy or this person versus that person and they fight it out and it was it was great. Yeah, I um Caden at the end of the show was like best show of the year. And I said, <laughs> "Please don't say that." Like <laughs> We talked about it on the other show on PVD because Ed was like standing behind him. He's like, "Wait a minute!" He's like, "I don't think that was was that an insult?" I <laughs> like, "I don't think that was a compliment." Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, "Yeah, Ed was standing right there," and I was like, "Don't say that!" Like, come on! Like, I understand that it was the funnest show of the year, but like, let's not say it's the best show. You know what I mean? Like, it was fun. I think, I think he just kind of meant in the same way that I meant. Like, everyone, it was just fun to step out of step out of the normal AIW kind of schedule that we had going. Cause like you said, with the summer schedule, man, we had a lot of shows. There was a lot of things. There was a lot of things in the fire and to just come out and watch the swamp monster fight, the fucking Hilljack. swamp thing. Hill Jack versus the swamp monster, dude. Oh, it was just, there was so many incredible moments when he called him a big swamp bastard. Crowd <laughs> chances. It was, Oh, it's great. It was a great show. Um, but I just think in the vein, I think he meant, you know, just for everyone to just kind of get a little, you know, to refresh. But it was still AIW, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, you know, we didn't have to go to some other show or some other <laughs> promotion. It was AIW, but it was something totally different. It was great. Yeah, and that was kind of the, that was the idea of it, you know, was the was the have fun and, um, you know, do something a little bit like, uh, I guess, like, you know, canon, but not canon within the AIW world and, and let some of these, you know, guys try out different characters and do something fun and um, kind of let loose a little bit. And uh, some stuff worked, some stuff didn't work, but I still think everybody was, you know, was thoroughly entertained one way or the other, whether stuff was working or wasn't working. And, um, you know, I saw all kinds of feedback on every match. You know what I mean? Some people loved the Swamp mm-hmm. Monster and Hilljack. Some people hated the Swamp Monster and Hilljack. Some people How loved. You hate that? Some people loved. Uh, you know, Last Call Tommy Tequila the best. You know what I mean? There's just like all kinds of like, <laughs> like the the feedback was really all over the map. Honestly, uh, on social media, and uh, yeah, I think it was. I, I think it was fun. I think. You know, it certainly helped us work within the limitations of that old ring as well. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. And 
<coughs> I thought that was a great way to go out with that ring, you know, and now going forward, we should be able to have full on AIW shows in this in this new low boy ring that we bought. You know what I mean? It's going to have all the capabilities of, you know, a, a regular show ring. It's just going to be a little bit closer to the ground, which if anybody remembers, you know, that's how that ring was, you know, in those early Winchester shows. Um, you know, there weren't a lot of limitations in it. Uh, so right. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, the Winchester shows, you know, quality wise pick up as well. Uh, but I thought calling all skeletons is, uh, I, th- I think it lived up to the, uh, to the hype of, we wanted it to be Chikara on crystal meth. I think, uh, we, we certainly, <laughs> we certainly hit that, uh, description, um, you know, and uh, obviously, I think Hilljack and versus Swamp Monster was probably the most memorable of of all the matches. Uh, but there was a lot of interesting stuff, and you know, I had really no input on anybody what they were doing. You know, I just gave them parameters. So you know, right. when the Duke shows up in a full fucking coal miner's outfit with a gas mask and a pickaxe, I was I was a little shocked at uh, you know some of the uh, yeah. some of the uh, creativity of everybody and some of the the lengths people went to for for their costumes. He, I was standing right by you when he walked in, and he had the big pickaxe and everything. And you're like, "Where the he- what the hell?" <laughs> you're like, "Where did you get all that stuff?" Yeah, he went to he, um, he said he went to Home Depot and bought it all. I mean, it was a real pickaxe. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, you know, uh, as we saw when Eric Taylor thought that a pickaxe wasn't going to go through a steel chair and uh, <laughs> totally just like destroyed it and paled the uh, the uh, steel chair that was in the corner. Uh, oh yeah, because it was a real pickaxe. Sparks kind of sparks flew off that chair when he hit it. Absolutely, just impaled that thing like it was a freaking ear getting pierced, like pink right through that sucker. No shot whatsoever. Um, but I also just think that I think calling all skeletons was a real test or a real testament or whatever you want to call it. I think it was really showing that AIW and the school and the kids and all the people that that you book can go outside of the box. I mean, that was a tough, that was a tough risky show to say, okay, come to this venue and watch an entire show of gimmicks and people that you've never heard of and never seen. There's not really going to be any storylines except for the storyline that we literally make up in front of your face in this ring. That is a tall task to ask in the age of everyone's holding a cell phone. They got Instagram. There's apps they could watch. Oh, this match is boring. I'm going to go on my phone. The fact that we got, the people to buy in on so many of those matches, I think, is just such a great testament to how good AIW is. That there was so many great moments. That I mean, Bobby Bundcake's Buick versus the freaking Gabagool. The the jokes that Kaplan was doing in the ring were just was worth the price of admission alone. That just Kaplan doing stand up was incredible. And then and then they come out and have a great match. I mean, as Dom said, I don't think anyone went there expecting to see some of these Matt classic wrestling ten out of ten wrestling matches. But the show that they put on was as entertaining as it could be. And I, I think that's just it just shows how great AIW is. Yeah. Personally. I think it just it really tested a lot of the guys to, you know, show some show some range and versatility and um, what they can do in the ring. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I told, uh, you know, I'm going to go behind the curtain a little bit here. Uh, Sam Hardway Holloway was the Hilljack for anybody that was, was, you know, wasn't, <laughs> didn't know this shocking news. And I said, Sam, I said, I don't know, man. I think you might have to be Hilljack going forward. And he said, <laughs> he said, I don't know if I'm going to be Hilljack going forward, but Sam Hardway Holloway certainly learned a ton from Hilljack. Uh, that he's going to take with him, you know, as he continues on with his career. So I thought that was kind of a little interesting response, you know, uh, Sam admitting right. how much that he learned from from doing this ridiculous, uh, you know, Hilljack character, uh, and how you know now he wants to kind of apply some of some of what he did to his actual, you know, wrestling persona and, and career going forward. What that is, I don't know, but I, I thought that that was a. a a really that was really honestly the response I think I was looking for, but I didn't expect. You know sure. what I mean? Like uh, I, it, it was it was set up there for everybody to learn something. 
Yeah, I'm excited. That's for sure because I loved Hilljack. Hilljack was great. Um, but I think you're right. That's it. Like gave him a safety net to kind of try and do these things. And like he said, like maybe he did some stuff that yeah he liked. And he's going to use going forward. And maybe if he didn't, if he wouldn't have, it would have been okay because he's like, well, that was Hilljack. He never has to go back to that. I was just trying something. You know, they're not going to say, oh, Hardway Holloway, you're terrible. You did well. No, that was Hilljack. You know what I mean? You you have the safety net to try whatever you want. And for him, I think it worked out great because the, that character that match in, alone was incredible um, i mean you if hill jack doesn't come out for a gauntlet at some point i'm i'm gonna be disappointed i'm not gonna lie <laughs> well that's what's interesting too is like now you know everyone has this like fallback character now you know what i mean that sure they could bust out for for an easy pop on one of these you know north canton shows or you know what i mean like if we go to wadsworth or you, you never know where this other persona could could pop up and maybe they never pop up ever again but the you know the thought is always going to kind of be in the back of everyone's head and uh i think that's also you know interesting obviously you know there was i don't know uh 200 people there or or whatever so you know the joke is only really going to hit with 200 people but um i i think that i think that the kind of um I don't know, like the legend of this show will will live on a little bit. And, you know, like I said, yeah. you never know if or, you know, when or whatever someone's going to do one of these characters ever again. And they may never do it. But if they do do it, like, you know, you said, if a Hilljack makes an appearance or something like that, uh, I think people are going to be there for it. And, and they're going to, you know, they're going to pop for it because it was such a unique and interesting show. And, um it was fun. You know what I mean? Like I was in tears laughing, watching Swamp Man versus Hilljack. And oh, so many, uh, you, like if that was a regular AW show, I'd have been like, this is the fucking worst thing ever. But within the, you know, the bubble of what the show was, uh, mm-hmm. I, it, it was just, it, it was perfect. You know what I mean? And, uh, right. I think everybody, was on board with the fun of it, but I did like I, I did have Steve Guy make a couple PSA announcements like, "Hey, if you've never been to a show <laughs> it before, always be like this. You know, yeah. it's not like this because I can only imagine if I was like, oh man, wrestling on a Thursday night, and then like you go in and you aren't on, like you aren't in on the joke, right? Like the AW regular fan base was in on the joke; they were playing along with the joke. But like, imagine like." You are, you know, Joe Smith that was like, oh, I'm going to see wrestling on at the Winchester. Like, yeah, you were probably like, what in the fuck is this? Especially right out the gate. The very first match, the kid w- rode a fucking bike to the ring in hot pink jumpsuit versus Burt Dangle. So if you don't know what you're getting yourself into, you're like, what the fuck is about to happen? It was like this like weird, you know what I mean? Like it was almost like a jab at like generic indie wrestling in a way, but like it was I don't know, it was <coughs> It was it, it was so fun because AEW isn't always like that. But like the joke is, is there's right. plenty of wrestling that is always like that. And uh, I think everybody had fun with it and embraced it. But I did keep telling Steve, like, there are some fucking people here I've never seen before. You need to <laughs> do a couple PSAs because, uh, man, like. I could only imagine, like, I'm not fucking going back to this fucking shit ever again. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? There's a guy in a fucking, you know, a swamp mask and, you know, has seaweed coming out of his clothes. <laughs> a fucking zombie came from backstage. Yeah, like, I can only imagine with, like, you know, some guy that's like, oh, man, I'm a big wrestling fan. I'm going to see this wrestling show. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I was like, I kept telling Steve, please make a fucking disclaimer announcement that this is not a regular show <laughs> mikey had the coal and shit all over his face and when they pulled the sock off he had all his, his whole foot was black from like coal miner's foot it was fucking great yeah there's like a lot of little e- some people went like really above and beyond with like the little easter eggs that they put together <laughs> you know for their for their characters and uh yeah you know uh that's a testament to the you know how serious the you know the performers took it you know what i mean like everybody went out and you know i think put their best foot forward one way or the other and uh you know it was a, it was a super fun night um oh yeah you know we we did talk about 
um, potentially making it like a yearly thing to where, you know, around Halloween time, we always kind of try that at the Winchester or a venue like that. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's not off of, uh, it's not outside the realm of possibilities for 2023, Caden, for us to do the best show of the year again. <laughs> my my only worry is, you know, it won't live up to the hype. You know, like it'll get diminishing returns again <laughs> because there's only one time you can come up with the Swamp Man versus Hilljack. You know what I mean? Like you can't create that, that again. What if that's the only? What if that's the only time you see Swamp uh, the Hilljack though? What if the Hilljack defends the title only? Like if he only comes out like a full moon? You know what I mean? Like you're only gonna see the Wolf Man you know at calling all skeletons you know it could be could be something you know i don't know i think it just i think that show has is i think the show has a lot of potential yeah i'd love to see it every year or bi-yearly maybe every other year you know i mean it's it's certainly been discussed i mean it was um strangely like one of the best winchester pre-sales ever uh with nothing with nothing advertised at all you know i think people were just curious honestly people people love the opportunity to wear a fucking stoom dude they wear costumes they're like costumes everyone's wearing costumes all right i'll show up if i can wear a stoom shout, <laughs> shout out to trombetta the winner of the costume contest oh such a great costume. secret shopper costume contest you know we weren't sure how to do it and i was like i don't want to like parade every single person up there you know what i mean that wore a costume that's just going to take forever so we were just kind of secret shopping shopping it and uh you know i saw I saw Trombetta and, you know, Pedro was keeping his eyes on, on, uh, some people <coughs> and we narrowed it down to the three that we thought, you know, were the best and took it seriously. You know, there was the, the Bill Alfonso, uh, costume, which was great. great. And, uh, the Kevin yeah. Owens costume. Those were the, those were the three winners, I believe. Um, but yeah, Trombetta knocked it out of the park, he even brought a real NWA, uh, title with him. So, Oh, legend, dude! He's Trumpet is a legend. Uh, he 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 knew the task at hand, and he took he took care of business. That's for sure. But I think the secret shopper. We kind of discussed it on the podcast prior to you know the week before. We kind of said and kind of said that was. I think that's really the only way we could have did it because, like I said, I did. I went to the Elvac one, and you got to bring everyone in there. It almost sort of becomes like a popularity contest. Are people even going to be paying attention? Right. You're going to get a real gauge of you know what's the best, and the way we did it. Everyone just kind of threw out the show. Oh, did you see that costume? Did you see that? Co-? Everyone was kind of just discussing how good some of the costumes were. And then at the end, we were like, what do you think? What do you th-? And that was, I think it was the easiest way. It was almost a unanimous that we, everyone knew Trombetta won. And then two and three were right there behind him. I just think it was, it was so easy to do. Right. And, that you know, like easy. I said, you know, you don't, you don't do that popularity contest thing where like someone with maybe not the best costume wins because they have the most friends there. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. I think, you know, I, I did like the secret shopper kind of, uh, you know, low key uh, costume grading contest, so to speak. <clears throat> but yeah, I thought it was, fun you know what i mean hit the uh, obviously hit the uh the winchester uh kitchen for for some good uh burgers after the show um you know you get you got you always got to get food when you're at the winchester every every show oh, yeah. no doubt um, oh yeah but yeah i don't think we're back there until march uh because we couldn't get in there in january so you know trying to do them you know trying to spread them out i think you know there's four or five there next year um, you know, so and there's possibility to add, you know, add again or, you know, subtract one, whatever. Um, it's just such a good time on a Thursday night. You know, it's just, I really love you know, We just have it. AIW, I don't want to toot the horn too bad. It's just we have, I really like it. You get those Thursday night shows every once in a while. You get a little midweek, you know, you're just feeling, you want to do a Thursday night, our normal Friday shows, big shows. And then even you get a Saturday every once in a while. It's like a, I love it. I love, I love the AIW schedule. Yeah, you got to kind of bounce it around a little bit. <clears throat> so, changes it up. I like it. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of kind of different, different things, you know, uh, potentially in the schedule for next year and uh, the Winchester. Obviously, you know, we want to continue that relationship there. You know, we went as far as to buy a new ring for it. So, you know, uh, the Winchester Thursday shows are are here to stay. You know, some people want us to increase the schedule, but I don't think we're there yet. You know what I mean? Maybe as we get yeah. as we get more students or things like that and they need 
to wrestle more. Maybe we can add more Winchester dates. Uh, but right now, I think you know we're we've been doing it at a a perfect kind of rate at every other month or every you know three months, things like that, to where you know they stay fresh, people don't get burnt out, and um, you know we can keep them pretty unique. Right. Well, what else is coming up on the horizon? You want to discuss? We discussed uh, the new ring, the cage. We did the. We reviewed up a little calling all skeletons. What do you got? You want to talk about what's on the horizon here for Hell on Earth? Well, I mean, I'm sure you know. Next week, I'm 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 holding us to it. We're going to do a full preview podcast of Hell on Pardon Earth again. Uh, okay, but uh, you know, uh, some people have been asking me, you know, if we're getting a big uh, meet and greet person and. <laughs> we just have not been able to lock anyone down as of yet, you know, outside of uh, Matt Cardona returning. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, conventions and different things going on next week. And there's, we used to be the only show that ran Black Friday. Now there's, you know, I, I know at least of three other shows that are running on Black Friday next week. And, um, you know, there's just less and less of those people available now. Um, so we haven't been able to lock lock anyone down but i will say tickets are selling steadily um you know we're down to 20 uh second row tickets and 23rd row tickets and then it's just ga front row has been sold out for over a month already so um get those tickets you know i i think this show always does well for us i think um you know that I don't know if we're going to beat last year. You know, uh, last year was the was the biggest gate in company history. I don't know if we're going to hit that again, you know, without one of those big meet and greet people. Uh, yeah. But certainly I would love to try, you know, I, I, I would. I don't I don't see why we why the show wouldn't draw. It always does pretty well for us, regardless of who's on it. Um, so, you know my goal is to is is to come close to what we did last year i don't know if we can do it but you know that's really up to the people right you know like uh it's a big gigantic space you know we're back at the four sports in east lake um yeah. huge room and uh you know they want us to nightmare for me <laughs> they want us to do you know they want us to do more stuff uh out there so you know there's uh, it's next friday is going to be a true test to see if you know uh, if we need that big name to, to pack, you know, to pack a building like that, or if we can do it, you know, with the regular crew, um, some people think we can't do it. Some people think we need, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, you know, I'm kind of like, I want to see how it goes. You know, it's, it's certainly a big test for us, uh, to see what we can do without that huge, you know, meet and greet person, uh, makes me a little mm -hmm. nervous, obviously, uh, cause it is such a big space. But uh, I'm positive that I think that we can, you know, we can have a, a, a real decent outing next Friday. And I think people will come out to support it. Um, I'm not uh, doom and gloom in that just yet. You know, we're, we're still, you know, two weeks out almost. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, what, what are your what are your thoughts on it? I have been doing a lot of homework and I we're getting I'm getting things squared away. The Four Sports is an enormous building. Um last year there was a lot of people. Um it has to be loud. You have to be able to hear it. Um uh, we've been having some technical issues on the end of sound. Um and it's just kind of it's just buildings. There's things you have to deal with. There's some hoops you have to jump through. Um so I'm trying to work my best on it. Uh, I'm trying to get some things squared away for Hell on Earth, so that way um, it's going to be a great show. Uh, I think uh, I think we can pack the place. Personally, uh, I saw I've seen us do it before without huge names. Uh, Hell on Earth is one of our best shows, so I I feel pretty confident. Personally. I think it's a strong lineup. I think uh, it's a lineup built to draw, you know, and built to sell tickets. So. I'm um, I'm hopeful, you know what I mean, uh, but you know only time time will tell, right? Uh, where yep, where we're at right now, I don't think regardless, it's going to be a total embarrassment of a turnout. Um, mm -hmm. Oh no way! But you know we still have so, we, front row is already sold out, you know? right? But we still have uh, we still have a long way to go, right? Uh, sure. 
but you know, certainly not going to be as embarrassing as some of the other shows that have happened in in Cleveland in 2022. Uh, so <laughs> that makes me happy, right? But we have uh, we we have a a long way to go to meet my personal expectation, um, and the AIW expectation. You know what I mean? Like uh, I I think that what was interesting uh, with you know, the, the schedule was for the first, the, the summer schedule was we finally got that, that slap of reality in the face, right. In that Kent show, uh, that did not, it did, it did not draw very well. You know what I mean? So, uh, it was proof that, you know, we, we are, uh, not, you know, and that it, the, there's all sorts of reasons why it didn't, you know, it didn't go well, but, uh, right. to me, I take that as, you know, we aren't a sure bet every time we are capable of failure. Uh, and I did consider that show a failure, even though it was, you know, it was a bot show. <laughs> so we didn't have anything to worry about. I still considered it a failure, you know, as far as, you know, our, our just internal expectations of what we can do as a company, uh, mm-hmm. and I took that as a big reality check. So, you know, my expectations for next Friday are, are high, you know? And, uh, like I said, I don't think it's going to be embarrassing no matter what, where we're at, but you know, we have a long way to go to, to hit the expectation of, of what I think we can do. So, um, you know, it's kind of like a wait and see, but, uh, this far out where we're at, I'm confident that, you know, we can have a strong showing on Black Friday like usual. Well, let's uh, let's do this. Let's put it out to the talent that's out there. I think the card is great. Uh, I've seen it. I know what's going on. I I say we throw it out to the wrestlers. Let's see some promos. Let's see some videos. Cut some vignettes. Do some. Let's get some hype going for these matches. Let's see it. I know they're capable of it. I've seen the wrestlers do it. I say uh, let's throw the gauntlet out there. I agree. And, you know, that's another thing as far as, you know, uh, what I was talking about, this kind of, you know, internal reorganization that we're doing as a company to where, you know, like, you know, now we have this production aspect and, you know, uh, podcasting aspect and Patreon aspect and, you know what I mean? Just all these, you know, live shows and, you know, just all these kind of different Mm -hmm. avenues, um, you know, some – some of the people that are kind of, you know, I, I would call them like lieutenants within the AW, you know, organizational chart or whatever. Uh, you know, they want to start kind of having monthly meetings to where, you know, we can keep things on track like this and, you know, say, hey, we need a promo from X, Y, and Z person. We need to do this from X, Y, and Z person. You know, we need to get a podcast with this person hyping their upcoming match, you know, stuff like that to where, mm-hmm. you know, as we head into 2023, we should be operating on all cylinders if, you know, we can kind of, you know, start getting together on a regular basis and dot these I's and cross these T's and really figure out how to grow this company. Uh, because, you know, we, regardless of what m- people may think of AW, you know, we're not the most talked about promotion or whatever. Uh, we're still very successful and very financially stable. Uh, and I think that we can, we have so much room to, to work off of that. You know what I mean? Like there's so much more room to grow and, and evolve the company. And I think, you know, as we get more organized and, uh, you know, do these things, I think that there is a ton of potential and, you know, getting back to a promo schedule and, you know, driving stories more than, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, to our live audience, uh, I think that there's so much more room to grow, um, you know, and I think if you go back and, you know, you think about those go for broke shows, you know, it showed that we are certainly capable of doing things like that. And now we have way more resources and way more equipment and way more people kind of, you know, behind everything. So I think that there is uh, a lot of potential for us in 2023. And, you know, I, I'm glad that you brought that up, you know, throwing the gauntlet out the performers, because a lot of it does fall on the performers to, you know, get people involved. But, you know, I, I think as a company, we're, we're going to have to get a little bit more organized and, and put that pressure on the wrestlers to kind of, you know, put that content out there and, and, and promote themselves. I just think 
after what I've seen this summer and the schedule that we did and the matches and everything that we did this summer and now with all the potential that we have, the equipment and the means and all the stuff going on, that I think the future is brighter than ever with what we can put forward and the talent and the crew that we have. I think all the wrestlers we have and people on the card are are, are of the top right now. We got the best guys and... I think hell going into 2023. I think going into this winter. I mean, this hell on earth card is going to be something. I'm, I, I think yeah, AIW I mean, is going to start clicking on all cylinders just because I've seen what we've done. I've seen what was it, so many people stepped up. A lot of people, you know, like we were talking about earlier, Dustin Alberti loved the shit out of that guy. He gets things done. He gets out there. He does it. We got Pedro, one of the the most unsung heroes of independent wrestling. That guy is a fucking legend. He gets shit done. He makes it happen. I mean, there's things that haven't even been talked about that you're going to see this weekend. The man gets shit done. Ethan is killing on the cameras. All the students, if I'm forgetting anybody, I'm sorry, but I think AIW this summer showed so much. And going forward with what we have, get ready because we're going to start blowing the doors off people. You know, it's funny, and I don't want to blow your spot here, but uh, I was talking to somebody. I was talking to somebody. the owner. (laughs) Well, no, I was talking to somebody, and um, somebody said, you know, Somebody told me, you know, you, you've been criticized by people as as being nothing more than a than a company man these days, as far as AEW is concerned. And oh, yeah. um, you know what what I said to that is, I don't necessarily consider it being like a company yes man. I just think that you have had the the privilege of getting a different purview of things that most people don't get to see, and you kind of see the machine. In, in you know at work you know what I mean like you don't see the yeah. you don't see the finished project you've you've kind of had the you know the benefit of seeing the machine you know in action hours before people show up and you know seeing how it how it goes and and how it's op- how it operates uh, a little bit you know behind the curtain and so I said you know I, I could see how it's easy for people to uh, think that, but they have also not seen that, seen what you have seen. Um, and, uh, you know, for you who has, you know, come from, you know, coming, attending the shows to being a part of the company, I think that's probably a, a big eye opening experience for you. Yeah, I mean, it's just something, too, that, like, I liked wrestling as a kid, and then I started coming to the shows, and I'm like, this is a lot of fun, but I've also been, like, a production person. I went to broadcasting school, I did cinematography when I was in high school for skateboarding and stuff like that, and just... I enjoy being creative and doing this and being a part of a team and working hard and getting this shit done, and when you're back there, you can't help but get caught like I, I i love it this shit is this is the best like and when you see everyone working together and you know i'm a company man all i don't yeah i guess this is my company i'm fucking all for it i love aw till i fucking die so i mean hey it is what it is I, i'm just glad to be a part of it yeah and I, I just do like i see so much potential for us to 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 grow with you know now that we have the means like you said uh, right as far right. as the equipment and the and the right people and you know people stepping up and um, you know, Dustin, like you said, is a perfect example of, you know, someone who is, you know, he trained, he, he attended the shows, he trained at the school, he quit the school, he went back to attending the shows, he attended the school again. Um, and, you know, now he is, you know, finding his place, you know, uh, right. while maybe he, maybe he will, maybe he won't wrestle. He's finding a place for him within the company by, by stepping up and, and, you know, offering to help in all these different avenues um you know he's just one example of 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 many you know what i mean pedro again as well um you know uh, pedro just texted me he went and you know after we loaded everything in last week in the storage unit you know he just went today and he took everything out of the storage unit and reorganized it all so it fit better so when the crew goes to to load in uh, next weekend, it's going to be a smoother process. Like he just spent his entire day doing that. Uh, that's just like, he's the man, dude. Like you can't, there is nobody like him. And like, that's, that's the type of people that we have on our side. And I think with that, with this crew going forward, there isn't anything we can't do. Yeah. And there's just a lot of, uh, a a lot of potential and, you know, (laughs) like, I, I, I don't want to sit here and like jerk ourselves off too much on this podcast, but (laughs) you know, it just, uh, it it really does feel right you know like i was very 
nervous about it all. I was very, um, you know, uh, made a hastily bet on ourselves. I'll say that. Yeah. With, like, did you did you go did you throw you know go push all in too quick or a little too with, hastily? Almost without I feel like without thinking it all the way through. But you know, uh, regardless, right. the crew that is behind me can evolve with my hasty decisions. I think, and I think that <laughs> people have stepped up uh, and have welcomed the challenge. You know, um, and uh, I think it. I think it has ultimately just motivated people. You know what I mean? Like Chase Oliver, just the guy showed up and wrestled, you know what I mean? Now he's running the whole production, you know, and he's, um, you know, traveling to shows and, and doing their production. And, you know, he's, uh, you know, being hired to do other things. And, uh, there's just been a lot of people that have stepped up in the last few months that I think really just sky sky is the limit in 2023. And, um, you know, I never like getting too far ahead of ourselves. You know what I mean? I don't want to grow too fast. I don't want to, because I want this company to be sustainable. I think sustainability is better than short-term hype or buzz or money or anything like that. So, uh, I think that there is a lot of, uh, just a a ton of, of room for us to, to grow into these new, um, tasks and, you know, avenues into 2023. I'm excited. I can't wait personally. <laughs> I guess we can wrap it up on that. Um, and hopefully next week we do a full preview of hell on earth and, uh, we get back to kind of our, our show recapping and all that stuff, uh, that we've put off for all this time. Uh, this podcast at one time was very, very highly downloaded. So I, I would like to, it was, it was a weekly podcast. Yeah. I mean, let's, so let's, let's just say it. Let's, Hey, I'm, I can say it right now. Next Wednesday, a week from today, I'm either during the afternoon like we're doing right now or in the evening. I can do either one. And if you're down, let's say, hey, guaranteed you will get a podcast again next Friday reviewing, previewing Hell on Earth. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll see you next week. <laughs>